This is an ABC podcast. I'm as shocked as you are, but we've made it to our second episode of the Sammy J Snack Pack. Thank you for checking back in. It's been an overwhelming week, honestly. My inbox and mailbag have been overflowing. Listen to this bit of mail I just received. Uh, Hi, loving the podcast. I'm so impressed with the way you break down scientific facts into easy-to-understand conversations, particularly your discussion of the various vaccine candidates, which have... Oh, sorry, I think that one's for Norman Swan. They must have put it in the wrong pigeonhole. Okay, we've got some tasty snacks coming your way today, listeners. I'm going to be having a debate with uh, Guardian reporter and TikTok sensation Matilda Bosley. Oh, what's the subject, you're asking? Good question. Old media versus new media. Who's going to win? We'll find out. Speaking of old media, acclaimed foodie and SBS star Adam Liao is joining me to rally against the size of television remote controls. He thinks they should be a little bit bigger. But first, former Foreign Minister Julie Bishop has gone and done something that none of us are ever likely to achieve in our lifetimes, and that is she's had a Barbie doll created in her honour. Julie, I think the last time I had anything to do with you, we were sharing a panel on Good News Week about 10 years ago. I remember that very well. Mm. Those were the days. Perhaps an innocent, sweeter time, do you think? Well, potentially, but here we are. It's innocent and sweet to have a Barbie doll in your honour. When did you find out this was happening? A little while ago, they contacted me and asked if I would agree to being the official role model for Barbie for 2021. And I was absolutely thrilled to say yes, because I am aware that Barbie has been running a campaign for many years worldwide to select role models and then make a Barbie doll of them to inspire little girls to dream big, to aim high and pursue whatever career uh, they want to do. And I have to admit, Sammy J, I've got my original Barbie from the 1960s and she's been with me everywhere. (laughs) So to be able to um, live out the fantasy and actually have a Barbie doll made in your image is quite an honour. She, she, she looks like me. I mean, they did spend a lot of time getting the eyes right and, and the hair and the dress and the red shoes, of course. I was going to say they can look, you know, these Barbie creations or any figurine can look appalling, but it is, a, it is, a, it is an actual <laughs> great likeness. It's very cute. They spent a long time. I, I believe that Mattel in the US um, spent about 120 hours making this one-off doll. But the detail is extraordinary, even down to a tiny little uh, foreign minister's passport, a diplomatic passport and suitcase with the jewellery and, and the like. So uh, the facial expressions, the accessories and the um, suitcase and passport did make me laugh when I saw it because I thought, yep, <laughs> that was me on the road for five years. Just finally, Julie Bishop, who was the last sitting current politician you texted on WhatsApp? <laughs> oh, let me think. Did you talk to uh, Scott Morrison at all? No, I haven't. I haven't uh, had an opportunity to speak. He's too busy with the Queen. I left. Well, indeed. You're listening to the Sammy J Snack Pack. Mm, put those snackies in my ear holes. Oh, Samuel, hello. It's been a long time. How are you? Doris, from memory, do you not own something in the realm of 47 cats? Oh, that is a long time ago. We have 12 now. <laughs> Lockdown was a little a little rough on them? Yes, and uh, the council. Oh, 12 cats now. They're all, they're all okay and, and, and you know, legal as, as such? Uh, well, they're, they're, our taxidermist 
uh, has made sure that they're legal, yes. So they're, they're nice little ornaments <laughs> on our mantelpiece. Samuel, I've got to go now. I love you. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. I should hope so, Doris. We will never know. We will never know if Doris is everything that Doris says she is. Now, I love talking to people about the hill that they would metaphorically die on. And host of The Cook-Up on SBS, Adam Liao, has a particularly important issue that he's prepared to die for. Adam, state your case. Remote controls for your television should be three times the size. What? Well, we, we have, in our infinite wisdom, designed something that is perfectly structured and shaped to be lost in the one location that we use them. You know, if you had to design something that you could lose effectively in a sofa, it would be the exact shape and dimensions of a remote control. Why do we make a remote control that size? Because we actually don't need to move it anywhere. It's not like you're taking a remote control down to the shops or putting it in your pocket. It doesn't have to be pocket size. It needs to be big enough so it will, like the one thing it should do is not be able to get like, being able to be lost in a sofa and yet we've done the exact opposite. So Adam, because we all know they've been shrinking because they used to be a nice chunky remote and now they're like the size of a credit card. Is that what you're railing against or you want one that's supercharged, bigger than ever before? Well, uh, as long as it doesn't fit down in between the two cushions of a sofa, I'm fine. I actually want to go back to the remote control I remember from our first TV growing up where the remote control plugged into the front of the TV and was on a cord. I have one of those. Yeah, right? (laughs) You could never lose lose it. it? I'm pretty sure you never lost it. Our cord wasn't long enough so you had to stand up to walk to the remote control. I remember my sister sitting so close to the TV that she could reach and change the channel by pressing the button on it. And so she would literally be, you know, 30 centimetres in front of the TV, just hitting the button on the TV to change the channel. And that was our remote control for the the very first TV I had. Adam, Um, look, I respect this game, but I will say, though, as someone who's launching a brand new TV show, surely you don't want remote controls in anyone's hands. You want them just to stick and have the channel stuck on SBS permanently. <laughs> I'm realistic about these things. I'm also a TV viewer as well as a TV maker. But, you know, actually, you know, because they persist in making remote controls, it's, you know, really, it's like we designed something to be used on a haystack and made it the dimensions of a needle. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. The way I've gotten around this, I'm going to say, is our TV broke recently, and so we chucked it out, bought a new one, but we bought the same model of TV. So now we have two remote controls, the one from the old TV and the new TV, and we didn't put one away in storage. We just have both of them on the sofa. And if you lose one, you've always got the other one there right next to you. It's brilliant. It's the best thing. You're listening to the Sammy J Snack Pack. Yummy. John's in Coburg. He's texted to say, Sammy, cellular connection? Did I shift to the USA and not realise? Next it will be sidewalks, trash cans and spelling with a Z. Shame. I don't remember saying silly connection. How are you going with cold turkey? Or are you just relying on your old cellular connection? Cellular connection. Cellular connection. Okay, sticking on our analogue theme here. If you haven't heard of Matilda Bosley, it's because you're not in touch with the youth. She's an award-winning journalist with The Guardian whose TikTok content regularly goes viral as she brings us the news in short and informative packages. But how will she fare in today's debate? Old media versus new media. Oh, I'm not even sure if you're ready for this, Matilda. Uh, ver- yes, very ready. Okay. You sound, you're sounding nervous, though, Matilda. You're sounding like, you know, maybe maybe this talkback radio thing, this caper is, is too old school for you. Look, it's it's just I'm a bit nervous about having to rely on these, uh, you know, phone lines rather than the straight internet. Like, I'm just not 100% sure about that. But, you know, 
We'll okay. get there. Throwing some shade early. Okay, let's start. Okay, I'll kick off for the affirmative. Uh, Matilda, look, you're probably too young to remember, but growing up, I used to gather around the television at 7 o'clock every night to watch the ABC News. It was a it was a family gathering. It was a tradition. We didn't go out there seeking news throughout the day. We didn't let our brain be sort of distracted by the issues of the world. We just put ourselves in place for half an hour to digest it, and then we moved on with our lives. It's a much more efficient use of time. Wouldn't you agree, Matilda Bosley? I mean, it's an efficient use of time until there's, you know, a natural disaster. Uh, gosh, oh, gonna, what, what are you going to do? Wait, wait all the way till seven pm to find out about these about these storms, about these floods. But you know, it's it's about being informed the moment you can, and the way that you can do that is through social media, live streaming. Facebook doesn't let me ever forget about a about a um you know COVID press conference. Got that on the apps there. Uh, can watch Dan anytime I need to. And honestly, I I kind of prefer that. I like to be able to pick and choose when I when I get my news. And that way, if I just want to ignore it for a few days, that's up to me. If I want to you know just fall down a rabbit hole of just watching everything absolutely all the time, that's also my choice. It's about freedom of choice, really. But Matilda, that's the thing. We don't, we shouldn't have the choice. You know, humanity can't look after itself. We need to be told what to do and where to go. And you give people the internet, you know, you're basically, you're basically a dealer. You're a dealer. You're providing people for their addiction and you should be ashamed of yourself with your constant updates and your TikToking and your live blogs. But what I'm feeling is like, but if you're not being that dealer, then you're being a gatekeeper. Why should we have these like few couple of people deciding what news people can get and when? Like, really, that's I'm I'm going to say it. Three steps away from dictatorship, honestly, and I think social media is the solution. If I was in a dictatorship, I would like nothing more than Sandra Sully from the Late News on Channel Ten to be my dictator because I had to wait for her to replay the humorous footage that I might have heard about earlier in the week. There was no such thing as YouTube. You would be given your little packed lunch of news regularly, and that's what you're trying to do. You're just a free canteen throwing lollies out all over the place, Matilda. Well, what I'm saying is that what you do, you watch your, you know half-hour package of news, what's on next? Like Neighbours, something boring, another TV show. Someone watches their one minute of news from me, what's on next? A hundred thousand different videos of like people pouring resin or people having like weird like takes about, you know, TV shows. It's it's TikToks, absolutely anything. Who knows? It's excitement. You don't even know when you're going to get your news. That's, that's, you know, that's the future. Matilda, You're probably too young to remember, but I also, when I was finished with my news, I would stroll on down to my local video shop and choose a VHS tape to watch for my movie that night. And if it was the worst movie ever made, I still had to watch it and find some enjoyment. That was a lesson in commitment and looking on the bright side, whereas you would no doubt be flicking through 20 titles before deciding what to watch and even then not being happy with your decision because the youth these days can't commit. This argument, again, saying that people should just be happy with what they've got, that the choice is what's ruining the world, again, (laughs) is this a sort of, you know, Charles Dickens style, be happy with those child factories that you've been given? I don't think we should be accepting having to enjoy the video we rent for $3. I think that we should be able to pick what we want, and if you can't choose, that's a you problem. But that's not Netflix. 
Look, on a, on a technical, factual accuracy thing, sometimes it was $3 for two, uh, so it was more like $1.50. <laughs> but, look, I totally take a point. Look, I'm, I'm running out of arguments. I'll finish with this then. Okay. Um, uh, picking up a CD, it's got nice artwork on it. You know what? I, you know what else is nice? Nice artwork. Yeah. Everything on the internet. There's so much artwork out there. Google artwork. Just do it. It's fine. You know what? You don't have to wait for one little loony cartoon once a day. You've been munching on the Sammy J snack pack. Clean yourself up. Okay, I'm shaking this out. No, there are no more crumbs left in the snack pack. We are done for week two. Thanks for hanging out. If you liked it. Don't forget you can add it as a favourite in the ABC Listen app and you'll get snack pack number three next week. Or you can even tell your friends and family you don't have to. No pressure, totally up to you, but I appreciate it if you do. Have a good week. I've been Sammy J and this has been the Sammy J Snack Pack. Hi, uh, Sammy J here. I'm still here. Just thought I could run a quick survey, just check in with you, see how you're enjoying the podcast, see what I could be doing differently because we're all on a journey together as I know full well myself, since I often write letters to the Green Guide in Melbourne uh, critiquing my own performance. This one's from just a few weeks ago. I'm loath to admit it, but I'm slowly coming around to Sammy J on ABC Radio Melbourne. He has tempered his self-indulgent behaviour, greatly improved his diction, and seems to have struck a nice balance between confident broadcaster and neurotic twerp. But why, oh why, does he continue to hide behind a pseudonym? Sam McMillan, South Bank. Might write another one next week. (laughs) 